You guys, there is no better way to wrap up the month than a fantastic conversation with your two best friends. The great news is nothing is off the table because they know all of your secrets. So I'm super pleased to introduce you to Heidi and Amanda. Heidi is a retired teacher, mother of three precious kiddos. She lives for coffee, comedy, pranking people, and having challenging conversations. Amanda is a makeup artist by trade who's now basically managing divisions across Western Canada for a high-end cosmetic company. We always joke that she's going to be the accidental CEO. I'm the one trying to be the CEO, but it's definitely going to be Amanda who just keeps getting promoted. She's a dog lover turned cat mom. She loves Hawaii, Nutella, and she's a proud member of Bachelor Nation. So I hope you enjoy this fun conversation with two of my absolute favorites. Hey, girl. Hey. I was thinking (laughs) of saying that. Guys, welcome to the More Jody podcast. You get enough of me and now you just get more. (laughs) Now I'm going to make you be on the podcast. So thanks for being here, ladies. (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> is this thanks it for, thanks for having us this one time probably the last time you'll have <laughs> i wanted to intro this as a regular episode but then i was like if this goes really poorly we might not be able to do this again so anyway no, rude i'm i'm hired for more than one so you can't we're on contract here and we're going to really good i i wrote all these notes okay i good. did not write notes so i'm winging it so the reason you guys are on this podcast is because you two are absolutely one of the very best parts of my life, and you're so a part of my life that it just feels like you have to be a part of this podcast. And truthfully, before the Lady Gang got super famous, I said we should have a podcast like three years ago. You guys were like, yeah, I was looking busy and stuff. So now you're being forced. <laughs> now you're being forced. Yeah, so it's true. We're voluntold that we have to be on here, but no, we're happy to be here. No, you guys are the best. I think that we represent like all women, (laughs) all white women. I don't know. I feel like we represent like the, the work. I'm a working mom. Heidi's a mom. Amanda's a fur mom, (laughs) but I feel like, I feel like it's a good representation. It'll be good for when we have opinions about things and Lord knows we got a lot of opinions. So mm-hmm. Amanda, can you give some backstory to us? I'm a little nervous setting you loose on this backstory. Yeah. So uh, backstory, it all started with uh, myself and Heidi actually going into the summer of grade nine, which I can't even count how many years because it's definitely over 25. So, so many. Um, we met the summer of going into grade nine and we kind of had an instant bond right away. We were only at summer camp for a week together and uh, exchanged phone numbers. And that was history. We called each other every night, every, every night for hours upon hours and, and saw each other as often as we could on weekends. Once we got our driver's license, we were back and forth to each other's houses. We spent a ton of time at each other's houses and, um, spent many summers together with a lot of friends and, uh, ended up going to Bible college together, which, uh, we lived together obviously cause we were besties and, uh, that's, that's where you came in Jody and sort of made, made this duo a crazy trifecta. A threesome. <laughs> yeah. Literally. No. no. Yeah. No, no definitely not in college not. dorm rooms. No, no. We basically, yeah, we lived together. I mean, and, cause we uh, shared a bed. <laughs> Yes, Not we, getting we better, definitely, Heidi. 
We lived in dorms together. We pushed our beds together so we could have a sleepover every night. It's a year to remember for sure. Oh, for sure. Not a but year yeah. of school to remember. No, we I did everything didn't except school. Hey, at least you passed. I was on academic probation <laughs> 30 days after being there. <laughs> That's okay. You got through. It is the greatest dorm room in history. Pretty sure some people <laughs> still want to kill us. That's for no. sure. I know. And you know what happened is you made friends with Jody right away that first week. Not only Jody, but also your husband, which drove me insane because I thought this was the year of Heidi and Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he didn't even know. Remember, he dumped me three times. Because <laughs> he wore Capri pants and he just was anti-Capri pants. <laughs> So that this is sorry, this got dis, this distracted, but this is where we met Jody. So Heidi actually met Jody, I think, in one of your classes and started hanging out with her right away because, you know, Jody was so fun and so bubbly and like always around. It was like a madness. You yeah, just needed more so, Jody, right? Oh yeah, for more Jody. Sure. So Heidi actually brought you around to our dorm rooms and hung out with her, but I was supposed to be your best friend. So that's where we met Jody. And how it all happened. And how did you feel about Jody, Amanda? Well, you know, to be completely honest, I actually, I wasn't into Jody in the beginning. I, yeah, I wasn't sure about you. I know Heidi was hanging around with you all the time. I think there was like that alpha female sort of competition I felt that was happening. Like you'd walk in a room, you were loud, you were bubbly, but that was me. And so it just like, I felt like I didn't, I didn't know what to do with you. And it, it just was like too much, but I just, I didn't know. Heidi was bringing you around. You were sleeping over. I'm like, again, why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> on Hanging the crack, out. on the crack between the two twin beds that are pushed together. Yeah. We did stuff a Winnie the Pooh pillow uh, or blanket between it. So you didn't but feel too much of the crack. having been a crack sleeper between my two kids, man, that must've been something to sleep between the two of us every night because I hate sleeping in the middle which is why I never did and now I'm like oh what did Jody put up with <laughs> she must have really loved us <laughs> well my favorite memory is that Amanda eats in her sleep like this <laughs> she would eat in her sleep and I would talk in my sleep just as much I got any sleep yeah. yeah. You know what? Honestly, Jody, you talk just as much in your sleep, honestly, as during the day. Like you have full on conversations at night and I don't even know. I sometimes thought we were literally in conversation. I just, you don't even know. <laughs> and then four years later, I think Amanda was sleeping in my parents' basement and I let out the biggest fart of my life and she answered it. She was like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, I farted and you answered it. Yeah. My husband tells me, um, I answer his farts all the time also. So I just have a connection. It's just your thing. So anyways, that was, I guess, the year 2001. And yeah. I was living off campus and I just wanted to be with you guys all the time. So yeah, that was literally, I think we laughed more that year than I've ever laughed in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Once I accepted Jody coming around and, and understood that, no, we actually needed to be the funniest people in the room together. And yeah. it was funny, all of us three, and we sort of just connected right off the bat. It was more of like, I better be friends with this Jody because Heidi's really into her and I don't want to lose Heidi as my best friend because, you know, we're best friends. So I got to accept this girl just to see, you know, how it's going to go. And then all of a sudden it was like, we couldn't stop laughing for hours upon hours, like dying tears every hour. 
every night, like no sleep was had at all. And, and it was just, it was the greatest. I've never laughed so much in my life. And to this day, I obviously don't laugh as hard as when we're together. Oh, never. Although no one else thought we were as funny as we thought we were. <laughs> That's very true. Probably also the people listening to this podcast are like, what's even happening right now? But that's okay. So Amanda, I think what actually made you let me in was that I let you copy one of my papers. What? I'm sure um, Martin yes. Friedrich isn't listening to this podcast, so we're probably really <laughs> no. safe. And they're not going to take back your failed degree. I forget, did you, <laughs> did you pass? No, I didn't get anything other than friendships and um, some phone numbers. Let's be serious. I'm just oh, kidding. Remember, Definitely Amanda... No the first day we showed up at dorms, we put up a sign that said we're here for a Christian bachelor. <laughs> what did it say you cut out? We're here yeah, for a Christian were... bachelor? That's funny. So I got after that right away. Yeah, it was within 24 hours of being dropped off at college. You were like, I found my husband. And I was like, what? We Aren't we going for wings? Like, we're here to hang out. So confused. And I was trying that for like the whole time I was there and no one would even date me hardly. <laughs> that was tough. We have a long lasting friendship that I think I wanted to break up like a couple times during our weddings or something. And then Amanda was like, Jody, this is a marriage. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm already, I, I should tell Jonathan I'm taken then. Um, and so definitely ups and downs over the years. So we've been friends 19 years. years since I joined you. And that's really when mm -hmm. it all took off. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Just kidding. But yeah, so I want to talk about um, things that we have been through together and ways that we've learned to stay connected. So first I want to talk though about vulnerability because I was thinking about show me someone who can't be vulnerable and I'll show you a girl who's very lonely and doesn't have strong female friendships. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think is like the core of our friendship is vulnerability. And, and even like mm -hmm. sometimes if you want to judge the person because you're just so shocked by something, there's like a special kind of like, oh my goodness, like this is hard for me to hear about you, but like, I'm still in this with you. And I was thinking about like what happens if one of us gets a rash. And so it's like, I will show you my rash, but I also expect that you want to see my rash. And then I will experience no shame in this conversation because this is also your rash now. And you will check on my said rash tomorrow and pray for said rash. And my rash is basically your rash. So that's like my example of vulnerability in our friendship is like, we just keep connecting just like a marriage. You just keep coming home. You just keep connecting. You keep sharing in my concerns for my piddly things in my life, big or small, and you carry them like they're your own. And I probably passed my rash to you through all that. So that's where I think uh, to speak about vulnerability. And I don't know if that's hard for you guys or if it's hard outside of this friendship or if you have thoughts on that. I think, you know, for me, first of all, um, you for definitely forgot to include that we also are going to laugh at your rash because that's a part of oh, um, totally. our friendship. And then <laughs> We're definitely going to be laughing at 20 your years, rash. Yeah. Totally. But I think in terms of that, um, it's super important. I think over the years that many, many of the times we, we go to each other with things that are like happening in our lives and, you know, major things or little things or, or whatnot. And yes, we're able to share them that maybe we wouldn't share with anyone and we're being vulnerable, but I think a lot of it has 
um, the advice or the direction that you guys or we give each other, which honestly takes us to another point of vulnerability in our life. So if, for example, we're going through something and, and, or something's happening and we've done something and we actually are in the wrong, like we're very open to point each other in the right direction, which I think sometimes is even harder because that's where we have to live it out in the rest of our life, which I think being vulnerable has a part to do with that as well, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. totally. Well, and I think that, like I was thinking about our friendship and the fact that there's three of us, which I remember back when we first became friends, people said like, that's never going to work. You can never have a strong friendship with three people. One of you is going to be left out. And it just hasn't been the case. And I think part of that is because there's almost a dimension of what I would almost call secondhand vulnerability, where it's like, if something's going on and I share it with one of you and I don't want to share it with the other one for whatever reason, or I'm not ready to, or it like involves the other person, we have really good ways of knowing when that other person needs to know, even if... Mm -hmm. And holding each other accountable, like Amanda said, but sometimes if I'm not ready to be vulnerable, Amanda will make it so that I have no choice. And like, I know that's been hard sometimes, but we've walked through those hard times and it's been like, we've fought through stuff. We've grown up together. Like, I mean, Amanda mm. drinks coffee now. It's like, she's all the way grown <laughs> up. We've, we used to, I feel like we've, we've totally grown up together. Like we used to fight. Like I remember Amanda and I, our fights were like so mean and so petty and we'd get our boots on and we'd go to war and we'd make fun of each other's moms. And like, it was just so many lows. Oh, totally. It would be like, Oh, your mom, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then, and now it's like, we still have moments. I'll say something and then like, don't tell anyone. And then Amanda will be like, well, Jody just needed to know. I was telling this to Amanda today on the phone. I remember in like, I don't know, grade 12 or something, my heart was broken by some guy and I was in Kelowna on holiday and I called Amanda and I was like bawling to her on the phone on a payphone because I had to call her on a payphone because we didn't have cell phones, but I needed to talk to her. So I like <laughs> all my money to call her. And then I was all your like, 35 why cents. can't you be a boy? Yeah, probably. Or like my mom's calling card. And I was like, why can't you be a boy so I can marry you? I'd marry you for sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thanks. right back at you. Oh, man. But yeah. yeah, the other thing I think, too, is there's a level, like you said, a level of commitment, a level of vulnerability. There's a level of sacrifice, though. And I think that's something people miss a lot. So they're maybe willing to um, you know, chat with a friend when it's convenient or, but like we will drop stuff. We will make time for each other um, when it's not convenient or when we haven't connected in a while or when something feels off and always calling out if something feels off, like, Hey, are you okay? Are we okay? We all talk multiple times a week, um, sometimes multiple times a day, which is my favorite, mm -hmm. if that's possible. Um, and you know, sometimes we're busy but we don't let it go too many days before we chat again. And I was looking up quotes because I'm always looking at quotes for this podcast. Um, and there were none, they were so lame. And the one thing I thought was there was lots of those ones where it's like, we barely ever need to talk and, and our connections always there. And yeah, like I have friends like that, but I want more, I, I need to have a relationship. And I think every woman needs a relationship in their life where they know someone has got their back all the time. 
one person. So maybe it is that person you don't talk to as often. But one of my friends, Angie, she was like, it's, or her husband was like, so great. Like you guys can go three months without talking. I was like, no, we can't. And tell her that. I was like, yeah. I need to talk to her more than that. And so, um, I think that part of it though, is even beyond commitment. It's just that we've walked each other through some of the times when we've been the most raw, like I think with you mm-hmm. girls, I have picked up my phone more times with you guys to just sobs on the other end than mm-hmm. anybody else. And it's like, we've walked through like cancer and parents and like the loss mm-hmm. of grandparents. I mean, I, I remember talking to Jody when I was still working and you were in labor in like the middle of like, like intense labor with Brooks. Like we've seen each I other. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was at Paris. Just gotta make a phone call. <laughs> that would be something I would do. That's really. Or funny. I called you because remember, man, we're like, what is going on? Like she's being labor. Yeah. And so I called you from like parent-teacher interviews, and like so we've seen each other like our absolute worst, and but that doesn't matter because it's just built that foundation, and it's I think part of it too is that like something that's really important is that we're we've grown to to be gracious with each other and not be easily offended and I think that's super mm-hmm. important so like when we talk it'll be like like today Amanda's all of a sudden like okay I gotta go I'm at work and it's just like okay yeah cool like and like sometimes Jody will be like blah, 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 gotta go <laughs> quick <And> it's like <laughs> you're just not easily offended or I was saying like I bought you that mug for your birthday that like Yeti mug or whatever and then everybody like now I have it because you didn't want it and everybody's like oh my gosh I love that mug I'm like oh I gave it to my friend she didn't want it for her birthday they're like she told you that like she said she didn't want it I'm like yeah they're like what were you like sad I'm like no because I like I just I want you like there's not many people you can be that open with but that's that's what's beautiful about it right I don't want you to I would never expect you not to say you didn't want that mug. But like some of my other friendships, if people said that, I would have been like, what? Oh, man. But with you, it was like, oh, yeah. Like it didn't phase me a little bit even that you said that. Now I'm like, I'm so happy that I have that mug. That's the best. That was dumb that you didn't want that. It didn't fit my <laughs> cup holder and my hands are so small. And then I feel like it was like heavy. I, I don't like when my coffee's, I'm like really high maintenance about certain things and I don't like how hot my coffee stays in mugs that are like metal not like that's metal. fine I don't care one but that you didn't want and I'm happy to have it and Amanda and I have matching mugs but no so I think yeah so we said vulnerability commitment sacrifice and I think sacrifice is the one that I that keeps coming up because I think um, of people who won't make time for other people and it's not always convenient but a real friendship is just absolutely worth working for and staying super committed to. Sorry. And I was just going to say, like, I think it's more than just like having to make a commitment and making sure we make the time. It's like, I sincerely want to talk to Mm. you guys. I need to talk to you guys. It's not just, okay, they're my best friends. Like I need to pick up the phone and call them and see how they're doing. I'm like, no, it like fulfills me to call you and ask how you're doing and tell you about my day. Like, I want to talk to you guys. You guys like, we said are the highlight of my day. So it's sometimes more than just, um, commitment. It's like a true best friend relationship where I want to do it. Cause it actually feels me that's selfish, yeah. but it feels me. 
Well, and it's like, a, it's more of a, like a sisterhood, I would say, because it's not like based on like that we're in the same season of life and it's not based on circumstances and it's not based on always like getting something from each other. It's like we're current in each other's lives. Even mm-hmm. if I haven't talked to you in a couple of days, which is like, I usually have, but even then I'm like, are we in a fight? Life, what happened? <laughs> yeah. No, then you're like, Amanda is Heidi mad at me. <laughs> Did she say anything? I know that's what we do, and then and then that's where Amanda would like pivot and be like, "You need to call Jody because she thinks you're mad." (laughs) Um, No, but it's like we're current in each other's lives. We know what's going on, and I so I feel like we just like we stay current. We need to stay current because it's important to me what's happening. So something I'm going through right now is I'm so thankful because I moved. I mean, I'm. 15 hours away from both of you, I guess, or something like that. Um, And so now I live on Vancouver Island and you guys are both in Alberta, five hours apart still for the two of you. But something as I navigate trying to make new friends, I'm finding it really hard because I just don't know how vulnerable to be so fast or I don't know how to read the other person. And then part of the fact, like I have you guys. So in the same way, I don't need people like someone who moves and has no one. But I'm, I've been trying to think about some of the information or the, just the conversation, what that would be around. How do you make new friends when you're almost 40? It's hard. I feel like I'm always trying to read people to see if they're looking for a friend, but then I feel like people aren't looking for a friend and they just don't want to be vulnerable or real or I don't know. It's hard though, for sure. I think it's difficult because I know what you mean about, like you have really strong friendships already and like ours is one of those and so it's like you can only have so many relationships in your life that you're like super close with super vulnerable with super raw and real with and that's okay because you don't have to be that with everybody and not every friendship will grow into that and lots of friendships are just for a season and just for like a period of life where you're walking through the same thing or your kids are in the same thing as someone or do you know what I mean so it's hard to like look at every friendship and be like, is this going to be my person that I'm going to like grow old with? Well, and we don't have um, to think that because we have each other, which is like the biggest blessing. But, yeah, totally. Right? Like I don't have to think that. And honestly, I feel like I was able to move here because I knew that no matter what, my best friends were going to stay connected to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been like an absolute, absolute rocks in my life in this move, because that is a big thing. And I wasn't even that scared because I had you guys right? So my foundation didn't have to change. And so like, that's something I'm so thankful for. But I think my struggle is that I am so vulnerable that anything that's not vulnerable to me feels like surface or Mm -hmm. like has no depth. And that's one of my biggest struggles is I let people in way too fast and then they're confused. Right. And so I've hurt people before because I, I do, I connect so easily to people and then they feel like they're my people. And then I hurt them, which I hate. And I'm kind of a quitter that way. Like I tried to quit you guys a few times and you didn't let me, but it's just like a little bit of a quitter in me. I think that's just a, a, a protection for myself. Like I'm like, oh, whatever. Like I'll just like find new friends or something. Right. And yet that's not where the, the best joy in life is. But you're definitely right, Heidi, that you don't need to be super. You need to pick those people. And actually Brene Brown said on Soul Sunday, Oprah's Soul Sunday the other day, Live tweeting your bikini wax is not vulnerability. Sharing intimate details about your personal life on Facebook is not vulnerability. 
vulnerability is about trust and intimacy and connection. We share with people who have earned the right to hear our story. And that's so cool because I typically in the past would have been the person who's like, I wouldn't live tweet my bikini wax because that's horrific. But no, I, would, I think you would. Oh my God. But I'm like too, I'm too vulnerable typically anyway, but remembering now as I get older to save that stuff for the people like you guys, right? And to save those um, conversations in a connected, trusted relationship. But yeah, I do struggle. I hate small talk. Like I can't stand meeting new people for that reason because I just want to like dig in and stuff. Yeah. And I think like at this age, it's definitely in some ways more difficult to make brand new friends. Um, we just moved to a brand new neighborhood, you know, in, in the country and it's definitely harder to make friends, but I still think that for me, it's so much easier to just be myself and be funny Mm -hmm. and just say the things off the cuff. And if their reactions, you know, are not, not like my people, (laughs) then, then it's like, I just don't have that connection. I like them. They're probably nice, whatever. But in terms of what's happened in my specific situation where we, we did move to the country, you know, there were people that we were able to meet and, um, you know, you are your true self. You're funny. You just say things. You're vulnerable. You just do dumb things just because that's easy for me is to just be myself more than to put on a front. And if that's your jam, then we're good. If it's not your jam, then you, you just know. And I think the older we get, we just realize who we do want to spend our time with and who we don't want to spend our time with. And yeah, maybe they're, they're obviously not going to be the connections that me and you have. Although, you know, you're able to, to make friends and be who you are and go for drinks on a Friday night mm-hmm. to your neighbor's house or this or that. And I think that's, that's really cool. But for me, yeah, it's definitely just easier to be um, myself and like share my life. Like, yeah, this is what's happening. Oh, you're not into that. Okay. Like for example, last weekend I was at my neighbor's house sitting in the pool and I told her so many things that was so TMI and it was just her and her husband. It was her and her husband and my husband. And they were like, wow, yeah, totally. And then I was like, okay. And then she started telling me stories that were way too TMI, not even for a podcast. Um, and we bonded over it. And I was like, no, that's what like being authentic and like having real friendships is about is sharing those things. Because if you can't, then actually get to know someone. I don't know. Right. And I think that's, I would say the same thing that it's people that you can be yourself with and be real. And like the test that I always do for that is if I'm with people and I'm having to like think about what I'm going to say constantly before I say it. Like, I mean, I could take a lesson in that for sure. Sometimes I know that. Isn't that what moms say? Like think before you speak. No, I know that part I like missed a little bit in life, but like, so yeah, my filter is like pretty weak, but I just mean like if I have to constantly be like planning what I'm going to say, it feels like a performance or I'm like, yeah, always like thinking like, Hey, what are they going to say? And then what if I said this, like, what would they react to? Like, that's too much work. Mm -hmm. Like, like Amanda said, it's people that you can be real with that accept you for who you are, the mess and everything. And that you don't have to go home and be like, Oh my gosh, wonder what they thought of that said that or yeah I think even like I texted someone and um I wanted to I totally wanted to hang out with her like it was a girl that I was like I totally want to hang out with her and then she like texted back just like one word (laughs) 
I was like, okay. So she doesn't really, I'm just going to pick up what you're putting down. And it was so funny. And then <laughs> Jonathan had to text her something about our kids or whatever recently. And it was like, same thing. He's like, she just texted me one word. And he's like, good chatting with you. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he like hates to chat with anybody. So it was so funny, but that's the kind of stuff that then you're like looking into stuff. But I totally agree with Amanda too. Like, that's how I, like, that's my whole, that's the whole reason for this podcast is I'm like, share your story with people and see, like, obviously to a level that you're safe, right? But like, share bits of yourself and then watch, like, have the social awareness to watch for what they bring back to you. But if they bring nothing, just let them go because they're not your people, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're not the right mm-hmm. people for you. Um, but I think a lot of those people, I like to spice up their life because that's and just, well, yeah. And it's as, as long as it's, you know, the people that are always like, yeah, you're kind of like a lot. Those, that's when I'm like, you're not my people. <laughs> Well, Kate, I'm too much for you. Kate Hutzel, um, she said, if you are too much for somebody, they are not enough for you. Aw. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, true. That, that is the that best. That's what she says to her daughter, which I think is such great advice. But I do. I think a world with friendship, I think, I don't know how people get by without close friends. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I hope that people can listen to this and think about the ways that they could um, increase their capacity for how they give in a friendship and how they um, step out and say things that are honest and real. And people don't typically feel safe. Like I, uh, Amanda and I, well, all three of us, I guess, err on the side of more vulnerable anyway. That's like who we are. We're very comfortable in our own skin. We can own our stuff, our garbage, our whatever. We're self-deprecating and self-deprecating matters. I feel like it makes people feel comfortable. But I think that a lot of times, it's that people don't want, don't think about those things. Like, am I sacrificing? Pick a friend with it really matters. And then you give it your all. That's yeah. what I think. Mm-hmm. Pick, you know, find those people that you're like, this is someone worth investing my time and my energy in and sacrificing for. And then you show up for them, you know, like you show up and you support them. And yeah, if you're busy and you're having a family night, but someone just died, like you drop what you're doing and you be mm-hmm. there with them. Or apparently, when they're in labor and they need a chat, you just make the time for it. That's true. Right. You know what's really funny about that is you needed a chat during labor, but the whole nine months you were pregnant didn't, didn't us dare call you because you did not want to pick up the phone. <laughs> Even or the nine were- months after. <laughs> or the nine. I was the most uptight mom ever. Well, I just was going to say that part about like that it is work. Friendship is work. And I think like mm-hmm. in society today, people don't want to do the hard things. They just, if yes. it's a lot of work or if it's uncomfortable, they're like, mm, I'm not getting anything out of this. We have gone through really hard things together and we've mm-hmm. walked through a lot of times that have been, it would have been easier just to walk away. Mm-hmm. Like there's been some blowouts. I mean, Matt and I had like a lot early on. Like, yeah, blowouts. But like, even now we've gone through times that are hard, like different things that have been, that we've had to been like, okay, I'm just, I'm not getting out of this. But that's where yeah. a lot of people I think are just like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's too much work. And we've made a commitment, I feel like to doing the hard things. And like, if there's so many good times, but there are hard times and we're not going anywhere. Now, for the enjoyment of the of the listeners, millions of listeners, um, let's talk about some of those hard times. So I have I have a few real ones that are like 
emotional, but I'm going to start with what's really funny. Um, Heidi, either listening to her father-in-law's sermons really loud in the car and Heidi will have music going and kids like screaming. And she's still like, it's like, she doesn't even know this is happening. And she's talking to you. <laughs> That's a hard thing. There have been times where I'm like, in my defense, I feel like my kids' voice get picked up very easily on Bluetooth and they're not as loud in my car, but I've heard them and it is horrible, but yes. What about you, Amanda? What do you got? You having to put up with us having kids? No, I like, it's, no, it's interesting, you know, because even though we've obviously made the decision not to have our own kids at the moment, I've never once not, um, I've never once not like respected or embraced or like loved the fact that you guys were having kids. I've, I've always felt, and you guys know this, that I was always one step behind everyone. You know, like I had, I had nine bridesmaid dresses by the time I got married and you know, you guys all have kids and I'm not there. And you know, I always felt like I was one step behind you guys had boyfriends and I had never been kissed, you know, like the whole thing. So I never had a hard time with you guys having kids. Um, I think the hardest part about you guys having kids is obviously my love language is quality time. Like just being able to spend time and, and realizing that that just doesn't happen as often as it should. Like, yes, we talk every day. We talk sometimes multiple times a day, but the quality times when we are together, for example, you're like, I got to feed my kid. I'm like, no, we're like watching this show. Or like, it was really important to me. I remember one time I, I, I loved Frozen, the first Frozen. I don't know why I like cried in the theater. It was so ridiculous. And it was so important for me for Heidi to watch Frozen with me. So we like finally had a time together and I was like, you got to watch Frozen. It's like so amazing. I like, love it. It's so fun. And like, 20 minutes in, she falls asleep. And I was like, so offended. And she's like, I'm so tired. I, I got three kids, like under five, like, I don't, you know, and I'm like, what? So sometimes it's not about like you guys, the fact that you guys have kids, because I love all of them, but it's just about not understanding sometimes like quality time that we get to have, because you guys have another aspect of your life that takes you away from time. But then on the other hand, I obviously respect and you know, admire how much time that we do get together, even though you guys have that motherhood, which I obviously don't understand. Right. So what kind of you do with your cat now? (laughs) Very true. Um, and one more thing about Amanda and her cat. So definitely she said she would never have a cat in her house and I've been to her house and that cat is all over the house. It actually came to my bedroom in the far corner of the basement in the morning to stare at me, but it is the cutest little Fendi kitty ever. Yeah. She wasn't supposed to go there, but I'm a dog person. Story of the day. Oh. Yeah, I'm the, I am a dog person. Okay. Y'all. But then I got this cat and it just found a way into my heart and they're really no work. And she's so cute. And now I'm now I'm now, now I could be the crazy cat lady. Like, who am I? No, oh she's so cute. Um, me licking my fingers. I think I creep Heidi out cause she's like the germ police, the wash your hands lady. And I'm the, like the don't wash your hands lady. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Watching you eat popcorn in the movie theater that when I first noticed it, when we saw that movie, Dear John or something. Oh my I gosh. That was such a good movie. <laughs> oh, I hated that movie, but I looked over and it was like half of your hand was in your mouth. <laughs> you were licking, licking the butter. It. And I've never seen anything like it in my life to tell you the truth, but 
I wouldn't say that's like a hard thing. That's just like, I'm surprised you're still alive. (laughs) I'm just here to boost everyone's microbes and I'm here to make everyone, I hugged someone against their will today and I'm here to make everyone healthier. And yeah, we are just like, we're going to dig in the dirt. I ate a really dirty carrot last week because I'm like, I can't handle all the spray of all the sanitizers. I'm just like here to eat dirt and try to be as healthy as I can through that. I'm not into hand sanitizing at the stores either, but I, anyway, you eat popcorn the way you want and I'll eat it the way I want. But that wasn't, that was hard. I don't think that would, that wouldn't be like a marker of like, would you eat popcorn with me today? Well, yeah, because I'd eat popcorn any day with anyone. I'm not fussy about who I eat it with. I just won't look at you while you're eating it. You won't, but also, you pay like 75 cents for that butter. You got to lick your fingers. Like, yeah, you got your money's worth. I'm going to say that. Always getting my money's worth. Okay, like something. job for you. Something I think about is like breakups in yeah. our early 20s. Like I know oh. you kind of met Ryan and married him, but even like dating fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. right but those yeah. breakups like crap yeah. me oh and Amanda and I were talking about that earlier today about like all of our fights for the longest time were either about like a boy or like mm-hmm. some other like a friendship thing like some girl in a friendship that we didn't like and we were just talking about when we were growing up I'd sleep at Amanda's house because she lived like two hours away so I'd I'd stay there Oh, I bet I spent more time at her house in my senior year than I did at my house, but I always slept in her closet on the floor. That was like my mm-hmm. room in the house. And I, mm-hmm. I must've slept there like half of my life, half of my mm-hmm. year. But I remember one time we were in like a big fight over a guy that she thought I was spending too much time with while I was up there. And we were like, she was pretending to sleep. So I was running my mouth about how much she must hate me. And I'm just, like, it was just so stupid. Who were you talking to? Another girl that was oh. there. <laughs> and then it ended with, like, really profane language. <laughs> On Amanda's Jeez. part. On Amanda's part. No, never. Never me. Never me. Yes, from my closet. Saying, I mean, we've, yeah, we've been through, especially some of those days, and, like, it, that was before, that was our late teens, but um, and like you said, Jody, like those breakups, like they were devastating. Like even, even Heidi before, you know, like the boyfriends you had before Ryan, when you got married, like they were devastating. And like Heidi, uh, Jody, I even remember one breakup in specific, like, I think it was super late at night, maybe close to midnight on a weekday. And you rolled up to my condo just in shambles, in tears. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like that's what friendship, like you get up and you hug, you wipe those tears. You talk about it. You stay till all hours of the night, just, you know, baffling everything. Uh, Like those were the things that we've been through also that were like so heartbreaking. And, you know, we've been around for all those things and supported each other through all those times. And like, you know, sometimes we had to, have those hard nights and get up and go to work the next day because we had jobs and places to be Mm -hmm. and responsibilities but we only did it because we had each other well I remember one like one of your breakups Jody I came up to Emma I have the most breakups yes yes, I think for sure (laughs) (laughs) but I remember I came to Edmonton and I was still in university down here in Lethbridge and your mom paid gas for me to come there because I had no money and but it was over Easter and you were like you needed us to be there so I came 
Like, and I drove yeah. my little Cavalier all the way up. Your mom paid my gas. <laughs> like, that's so special. Mm-hmm. And I remember those. That was a Wednesday night, Amanda. I remember yeah. that. My boyfriend yeah. said the wrong thing in the car after a year and a half of dating. And I was like, that's it. And then I was like, what have I done? And you all were like, what have you done? <laughs> and like 24 hours later, you're like, the next guy I marry and that's it. And then like much to our surprise, that like literally happened. And look at you. you know? Yeah. Only had to kiss a few turtles. Turtles. Only had to kiss a few <laughs> turtles in between. Yeah. I definitely had the least breakups. Okay. Cause I had the least boyfriends. Okay. But Amanda would have a guy hurt her feelings and then she would just want to order 10 pizzas to his house, drive by and give him the finger. That was oh her idea God. of how to get back at yeah. a guy for being rude. Oh my God. But it goodness. was like, I wish someone would do that to me right now. Order me 10 pizzas. pizzas and give me the finger. <laughs> I'll pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. I just, we've been through so many things like breakups are, I mean, at the time they're so hard looking back, you're like, Oh, thank the Lord. But like so many other things too. Like, I mean, I remember when your grandma died, Jody, when we were in school and like, we've had like parents have cancer and like sibling stuff happen and just like everything we've walked through everything. One thing I want to say that's like really weird to bring up. It's interesting to hear you guys talk to think about the details that you guys say of things that I'm like, wow, I don't remember that. I wouldn't even have remembered it was a Wednesday until Amanda said that just now, but a weeknight breakup. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking about how when, when it was 2003 and people that we knew were killed, hit by a logging truck. And then that swallowed mm-hmm. me for like so long. And I got into like a pit of grief and I, it was, mm-hmm. it was like not a healing anymore pit. It was like a, you're just stuck in this pit. And you need Mm -hmm. to, because I think a lot of times stuff is about, there's grief for sure and sadness. And then there's also like mindset. And I had hit Mm -hmm. a point where I was so deep into that grief. Like I wasn't living properly. And I had Mm -hmm. made a lot of it about me, which was also annoying. And I lost other friends over that. And I didn't mean to, it was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. But I remember you guys in a car ride telling me Mm -hmm. that you were like, this has gone beyond grief, Jody. Like this has gone too far. And it's those hard conversations that yeah. like mm-hmm. that you that not every friendship has right where it's like some people just walk away but we had those we had those hard conversations I remember hard conversations when I ran my mouth about something you told me and story my life and you didn't talk to me for a while <laughs> so I had told someone what you said and it's like oh geez we had to have those hard conversations yeah and that's where I think though that like that conversation made me better like you mm-hmm. guys saying that, like knowing how much you love me and knowing how much you're for me all the time. And then for knowing how hard it is, like that's something I think about in friendship is if someone has to give you hard information, recognize mm-hmm. how much courage it probably took for them to give it to you. And that works for mm-hmm. a lot of different relationships and it works in business. Sometimes it works in marriage, but that's where it's like, if it's really, really hard for that person and you know that they, they love you so much and are totally sold out for you, you have to listen to that truth. And mm-hmm. that's where you want to invite that. Like, it's like, if one of us was like, I'm getting divorced, we would be like, no, you're not. Let's sit down and let's talk this through. Let's, let's stand together. Like we stood at each other's weddings. Right. So this is like, where I think the three of us have a really special thing where if that happened, the other two are going to have a long powwow about it 
Oh, stop. Can you say powwow? I don't know. You might have no, definitely not. <laughs> Amanda and I can. Okay. The other two of us are going to have to have a very long, detailed conversation about how we're going to approach this. And then we're going to have almost like a, an intervention. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, like, I think so often people say that, but being willing to let people in and to listen is hard. But it's like you said, we're made for hard things and relationships, the best things in life are hard, right? Mm -hmm. And, and they all take work, but it's a worthy cause. And that's where I think that some people want what's easier. And I think, I think a lot of times it's not, it's not a conscious decision that people make to push people away or to not be open and honest or to not be vulnerable or to not share. I guess those are all the same thing, but you know what I mean? I think it's, it's not conscious, but friendships need to be conscious. You need to be conscious of your actions, how you treat them. It's interesting. I feel bad. I don't think I knew that Amanda's love language was quality time. And just hearing that tonight, I was like, when was the last time I loved her in that way? And I know, I think Heidi's is gifts. Is yours gifts, Heidi? I don't know. I have to think about it a little bit. Buy me something and I'll tell you. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> totally. Mine is definitely gifts and, and quality time, obviously, because um, that's, I, I love spending time with people. That is my love language. But gifts also, which is so hard because it's my husband's um, least uh, love language. So it's like, that's always the, does, it, is. That's it, it the sometimes, way. yeah, it's really funny we'll how it works. And like on I, the marriage one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely, uh, bookmark that for the next one. It's really funny, but I was, I was actually just going back to what you were saying, Jody and Heidi about, um, you know, speaking like truth into people's lives, like, or, or like having those hard conversations. I think about like how many times you get in a fight with your spouse and they're like, you're being totally like this. And you're like, no, I'm not. But then when you actually explain the argument or the disagreement you're having, you guys are able to say like, no, actually, like, I actually agree with Jeremy or I actually agree with him because you are being ridiculous. And it's like, then that's when you're able to take a step back and say, okay, how can I change this to, to better the conversation or the argument that we're having so that you can get through it? Where if people don't have people in their life to say things like that, you would never see that other perspective of what you maybe need to change or actually how you're acting or treating someone. And so I value that so much in our friendship. And, um, cause he, my husband could tell me till I'm blue in the face that I'm being this or this or this. And I'll be like, no, you're just mad at me or annoyed at me or this or that. But when you guys are able to, you know, back him up with it, I definitely take a step back and, and relook at that, which is huge. And that's how I better myself as a wife, as a friend, as a, you know, like employee, like anything. I think too, like with what you just said, I always agree with Jeremy. <laughs> I yes. Jeremy is my actual soulmate, but I, yeah. um, I you agree told with, me like, once I was your soulmate. You told me I was your arm. So I was like <laughs> part of your body. I was an extension. <laughs> and then you offended your husband by saying, you don't get it. It's like, she's just part of me. He's like, we're one. And you're like, it's different. She's like my arm. But no, I, I think it, oh, yeah. with what Amanda was saying was, recently I said that I want to go to bed at bedtime and that's all of a sudden when Jono wants to chat or I forget mm -hmm. what it was and Amanda was like yeah. and I oh and every time I ask him like what do you want to watch do you want to watch like a show on Netflix and he's like I don't know I don't know it was like his go-to so then I was like he said I don't know like a bunch of times and then finally I was like okay I'm just gonna go read in bed and go to sleep 
because you don't know what you want to watch and that's fine. But I just, I don't want to waste this hour doing this. And so then, and then Amanda was like, I would be so hurt if you said that. I'm like, what? Why? She's like, because every night I tell Jeremy a million times, I don't know what I want to watch. And if he said to me, fine, I'm just going to go to bed and read a book. I would be so upset. And I was like, what? so it's so cool to hear like the other perspective because it's something that I'm like, oh, I don't really think of that. Right. And it's, and it's really helpful to think of Amanda saying that I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't even have thought of that as heartless. I'm like, figure your life out. I want to go to bed or I want to watch Ozark. <laughs> Either you're with me and I'm so logical. My logic is like my yeah. biggest struggle. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it's logical to me that it's bedtime. And yeah, that's cool. And whereas for me, because quality time is my love language. I'm hurt because you're going to go and do something by yourself, right? Instead of whether it's sitting on the couch, scrolling Netflix, at least I'm with you and you're with me, whether it's quality time or not, maybe that's not considered quality time. You're with me. Right. So, but I think that's why I would be offended. Like that's where that is up to you. Like for me, it's, um, I think it's physical touch mostly because I touch people so much, even though they don't invite. Yeah. And then also, um, physical touch. And then definitely words of affirmation, like just rub my back and tell me I'm pretty. That's really all. I don't need anything else. Right. And so, yeah, like, I think that it's so cool to hear, um, the stuff in our marriages because yeah, it's, it absolutely, it's absolutely helpful. Which is so different. I know we, we talk about a lot about how, you know, I'm very much a Jono in your marriage and you're definitely Jeremy. You guys see the same way you guys do the same things. It's so good to be able to bounce like our life ideas or conversations off each other because you think very much the same way as Jeremy and I'm very much more like Jono in the same way which is why I think we probably are best friends and we also married our best friends right yeah which is hilarious well girls any other feedback anything else you want to say about friendship before we sign off no but you could buy me a gift and I'd be happy I'm <laughs> like <laughs> just in just in general (laughs) hey guys so let's wrap this up for the month amanda's asleep amanda's got the biggest yawn amanda someone throw you make a man homesick yeah that's right okay so what was salty and sweet for the month heidi you go first oh well my salty is potty training of course oh you know that's always pretty pumped though when i talked to him on the phone yesterday Oh yeah, he's like all talk and no action. So he's pretty pumped when he pees on the floor twenty five times in a day and gets one drop in the potty. But that's potty training for you. So that's pretty salty. And I think the sweet part would be, um, like this is I've I've been looking forward to this and this is really fun. And when I was like like thinking about this and planning kind of for it, it made me. I, it made me really thankful for our friendship and made me really appreciate what we have and just what a gift it is and how God I feel has been really gracious to us in giving us each other. And then just this whole season, I always love fall. I like, I mean, fall, mm-hmm. I love fall, but also it's like kind of new beginnings for everything, right? Like mm-hmm. school starting and we're actually getting kind of back to life. And so I just, that mindset of new beginnings is really fun right now. Yeah, totally. And what's saving your sanity this month? Oh my goodness. Well, this month and every plus coffee. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) You're like this month, every day, the last 25 years, 20 years. 
Yeah. And it, actually a huge savior of my sanity is um, the fact that my kids. All I was like the Lord. Now. Oh, and the Lord. <laughs> well, that's the savior, savior of, of my nation. Okay. What was, so what, what is the saving of your sanity then? That my kids sleep the night now. I feel like a new person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Amanda, what about you? What's got um, you salty? Salty. What's got me salty? Um, well, you know, this is TMI, but we're all women. Um, yeah, a gynecologist appointment. That is salty. And the saltiest part was he told me, this is interesting. <laughs> I was like, who says that? No, that's not what my husband says. Like I said that to the guy. Um, so Would you want him to salty. talk to you like your husband talks to you? <laughs> well, no, but like, don't call me interesting. I was like, in a good way or a bad way? I'm yeah, so maybe he meant in a really good way. He's like, wow, I've never seen... scientist. This is interesting. <laughs> He's like, this is probably the best one I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it kind of made me salty. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it all, all, all month and I kind of was salty about it. Um, and then, uh, what's been really sweet this month. Um, you know, I actually don't really know. I know what's getting me through the month is, um, this is really cheesy too, but, but, um, salted peanuts and Fresca and, and love Island. It is so much smutty TV and I just watch it every night. No, love Love Island. Island. Love Island. Oh, I it's so it. much smutty TV and it's such bad TV, but I just love it every night. I watch it. So that that's my month wrap up. Your guilty pleasure. Yeah, totally. Mine's still my cat. Coke. So <laughs> really quickly, my salty was I think I think just the world. The world has me so salty. And mm-hmm. the other day I held the the other day I held the door open for a lady and she did not say thank you and then scolded me for being courteous because of the pandemic. And I was just, yeah, I was really salty about that. And I should have. And in fact, it's funny. My (laughs) assistant manager is so funny. She said, I just, when people don't, when I open the door and they don't say thank you, I want to like pull them back through the door and shut the door. (laughs) I was like, that's a good idea. Let's try that. So I think um, the current state of people, anxious people make me really salty. So I think that's really hard for me, but I did um, figure out how I can empower myself. And now I do all of my shopping through click and collect and online. And all of a sudden I don't have to see everybody and feel, yeah, it's empowering to make, Mm -hmm. to take back, like recognize you still have choices. I can still make choices every day. And at first I thought, well, it's my choice to do this or that. And then I'm like, no, I don't even have to go there. And it saves me a ton of time and money. And I get everything organic, which I love because then I'm not distracted by like Doritos. Not that I can see right now anyway. And then um, I have to say, I'm reading the book, um, Superfood, or listening to the Audible book, Superfood. And if you guys seen the Down to Earth, you guys, I feel like, would think this is the lamest thing ever. But Zach like, Efron. Hi, my boyfriend. So of course I've seen it. Oh, so someone's like, isn't, wasn't he in High School Musical? I'm like, he's no longer a child. He is of age yeah, for us man. to find him attractive. It's fine. Um, yes. and so, yeah, but the guy, Darren Olean or Olean or something that is on that show with him has the book superfood. And this morning I even did the lukewarm water with a little lemon juice, a pinch of Himalayan sea salt, some cayenne mm. pepper. 
and I just felt all warm on my insides. And so that book I think is changing things. I feel like I might end up going meatless at some point. I just feel like there's wow. just been, and I, I'm Hello. so cheap. I'm so cheap to buy all this really, really good local expensive meat. So then I feel really pumped up. And then what's saving my sanity this month? I want to say my 75 hard that I'm doing mm-hmm. um, is I never thought I would lose weight again ever. And now I'm at like 11 pounds and I just can't even believe Amazing. It. I feel really so free. I feel really free. And so, yeah, that's what's saving my sanity. Um, but until next month, girls, I'm not sure what we're talking about next month, but we'll be on here again next month. So just, just love you brighten everyone's day with a little more Heidi, Amanda, and Jody. I love you girls too. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.